This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. I'm Adam Grant. I'm here with Amy Chua, the Yale Law professor who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. Now she's the co-author of The Triple Package with her husband, Jed Rubenfeld. Amy, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Tell us about The Triple Package. What's it about? Uh, well, uh, The Triple Package refers to three qualities that basically propel individuals and groups to high achievement and disproportionate success. The first element is what we call a superiority complex, that is a, a kind of sense of your specialness or exceptionality. The second is kind of the opposite of that. That's a sense of insecurity, a feeling that you or what you've done is not good enough. And the third is impulse control, by which we mean self-discipline, self-control, the ability to resist temptation. And it's really the combination of the first two elements that I think is so unusual and, uh, and interesting. You know, I mean, how does somebody simultaneously feel superior and insecure? And yet, that's really the key. That's what generates drive, this feeling like I'm not respected enough. You know, I need to show everybody. I need to work harder than everybody else so I can get this recognition that I deserve. So I, I was actually wondering that when I read the book. How do you hold these two beliefs simultaneously? Where, where does the sense of superiority and inferiority come from, and how do they, how do they hang together? Well, actually, if you interview or just read the bios of very successful people, it's amazing how often it just comes up over and over. From Henry Kissinger to Alexander Hamilton, I mean, their bios are, they, you know, had this enormous sense of that they could change the world, that they were brilliant or confident, you know, great things. That can be instilled by a parent. You know, um, actually, that's what Sonia Sotomayor uh, on the Supreme Court said is she said it was her grandmother that gave her this sense that she was destined for great things. Um, but if you just have the sense of superiority, then you could be complacent. You're much more likely to be, hey, <laughs> I'm great. So it's only when that sense of superiority is combined with the sense of, hey, I'm, I'm not being respected enough. You know, I don't quite fit in. And that sense of insecurity can, in the case of groups, come from being an immigrant. You know, if you're an immigrant, that's almost classically being insecure. You're the, you're the quintessential outsider. People are making fun of my accent. I'm insecure about whether I can make it in this country. I'm insecure about whether I can be accepted. So that combination of maybe very, feeling very proud about it could be your group. Um, it could be, you know, you're just proud about yourself. You have a strong sense of self. But when you combine that with um, a, a little edge, like a, just a dash of insecurity, then that's when you kind of get this goading, um, uh, the catalyst that makes people, you know, motivates people. And you use that lens to explain the rise of some cultural groups. How, how did you end up connecting these qualities to culture? Well, we actually worked the other way. We started looking at um, the most successful groups in America, again, by just very conventional metrics, income, professional and educational attainment, without saying that that's the best way to live your life. But who's doing really, really well? And kind of using straight census data, and we isolated, you know, big methodology, but we isolated eight groups that seem to be really hitting it out of the park right now. And they include two non-immigrant groups, Jews and Mormons, but then um, Indian, Iranian, and Lebanese Americans, uh, Chinese Americans, and then Nigerian and Cuban Americans. So then we were studying them. Like, you know, we thought we were going to write about maybe different cultural pathways. And instead, once we put together this research team, it took us like three years, 
we found something surprising, basically a really remarkable pattern, which is that all these groups actually share these three qualities, um, a deep sense of their own exceptionality, whether it's a chosen people narrative, or, you know, Mormons have a very powerful sense of both religious and moral superiority, or, you know, my own group, Chinese Americans, my mother always said, we come from the greatest, oldest, most ancient civilization, we invented everything, um, you know, and there are other sources too. And in many of those cases, the insecurity comes from being an outsider, whether from a, being a persecuted minority, or, you know, uh, again, being an immigrant. How much does it matter if the sense of superiority is at the group level or the individual level? So do I have to be part of, of some larger narrative or can it just be, I think I have the potential to be really great? It's absolutely at the individual level. And I think that's the biggest misunderstanding about the book because people are focused on these groups. But at the end of the day, any individual of any background, you know, it's, uh, can have the triple package. And again, if you look at Barack Obama, you know, almost by his own language, he almost describes this insecurity uh, and chip on the shoulder that pushed him. And his mother, who actually made him give it at five in the morning, a lot of self-discipline, actually. But that's what's so interesting about the book is I actually think the most exciting applications are for America's poorest groups, because the triple package, it's very, very fluid. One of the things we found is that groups rise and they fall very predictably. You know, so after immigrants, usually after the second generation, you see a very sharp fall off, with the Jews being the only exception. And I think the triple package explains that, that persisting insecurity from a long history of persecution and then the Holocaust. But what we are hearing from um, educators around the world, including two of the country's largest inner city charter networks is, I can't believe it. These three triple package qualities are exactly what we are trying to instill in our underprivileged kids. You know, we're trying to do much more impulse control, self-discipline, sit down, be able to do this, Saturday hours. Um, insecurity in the sense of higher expectations. You're, you're amazing, but you can do better. You haven't done, you're better than you think you are. And I think the most interesting thing is where does that sense of exceptionality come from? It's, it's the best kind. It is a sense of exceptionality that these schools are trying to instill, that it's not based on belonging to a certain group or a certain religion, but rather a sense of pride that any individual can take from hard work and persevering and kind of beating the odds and, uh, you know, overcoming life's challenges. And, um, and, and that's actually, you know, what you see a lot of these schools trying to do. And they're having great success with, um, you know, incredible graduation rates. So I think the impulse control part is probably the least controversial piece of the triple package, right? I think the, the superiority and insecurity piece is, is the, the trickier part of the equation. And I'm reminded of, of some research on self-esteem that psychologists have been doing over the last few decades. And, and Roy Baumeister and his colleagues had this, this great review where they ask, essentially, is, is high self-esteem associated with anything good? Not really, maybe a little bit with happiness, but it doesn't buy you a lot for success, interpersonal relationships, or, or much else. And I, I guess I worry a little bit about, you know, if we combine superiority and insecurity, do we get people who not only have high self-esteem, but unstable or fragile self-esteem, where they're constantly protecting themselves and shielding themselves from the slings and arrows of life, as opposed to just developing a, a realistic sense of obligation or duty to try to do something meaningful with their lives? Well, yeah, actually, this, this captures one of the, um, I think, the most important parts of the triple package. We have a whole chapter exploring the underside. So I think the book isn't just the celebration of success in the triple package, because we deliberately chose these terms. You know, we could have called it 
You just need confidence and grit <laughs> and big dreams. But we chose a superiority complex. That's a kind of a negative concept, shades into intolerance. Insecurity, you know, that's that's clearly a negative term. But I think a couple of important points. First, all the studies show now that actually um, the students who have the lowest self-esteem, you know, reported self-esteem in these big high schools, you know, how do you feel about yourself? Do you are Asian Americans? They have the lowest reported self-esteem, but they have the highest achievement um, in terms of at least grades and, and test scores. And I think what that shows is that if you feel that you're just perfect, you're amazing, there's nothing more you need to prove, you're not going to work hard, right? You, you, you need that little edge. But the dark side is so important, right? Like that feeling like I'm not good enough yet. I have to prove myself, whether to society or to my parents, can be incredibly unpleasant. And we have all these interviews and quotes in the book from, you know, Amy Tan, the famous novelist, said, I, uh, I mean, she's incredibly successful, but she said, I was miserable all my childhood. I felt I could never, ever please my parents. There were times I wanted to die. And she had to break free from the triple package. That is, her parents wanted to do the typical academic things, and she had to break free of that. Ang Lee, the director, said the same thing. His dad kept wanting him to be a professor. You know, he wasn't even happy when he won the Academy Award. So I think there are downsides because this kind of need to prove yourself to society or to your family or the community tends to channel people into kind of conventional forms of success. Um, now, that's not necessarily bad if it makes you happy, but if it's not what you want to do with your life, it can be very imprisoning. I think that, that's a totally fair point. I guess as the last word on this, you've mentioned parenting a few times. I can't ask, or I have to ask, I should say, you know, what about, what is the role of tiger mothers and maybe also Lombardi dads in the triple <laughs> package? Well, it's definitely, the triple package is definitely not a parenting book, um, uh, but there are some overlaps. I mean, in some ways, both books are about how do you motivate your children? How do you inspire your children? And, you know, in Battle Him with the Tiger Mother, that was supposed to be a self-parody memoir, supposed to be funny, um, just kind of my own story. But I ran up against this, you know, individual personalities, a second daughter who just didn't want to do what I wanted her to do. And the lesson in the book, in some ways, is you have to find um, how to harness her strengths and her confidence but allow her to apply it in a way that fits her personality and fits her dreams. And it's still a work in progress, actually. Uh, I mean, we're really good friends, but, uh, you know, it's never easy. It's never easy. And I think that's the thing about the triple package. I think it's ultimately an attempt to present... It's a book that tries to be honest about what it takes to be successful, even in a conventional way. You know, what it takes to have drive. Because if you think about it, to be driven, something has to be missing. Something has to be pushing you, I think, you know? I mean, if you just feel completely, perfectly fine, um, everything is, you don't need anything more, I think we'd all love to feel that way. But you're, you're, why would you then wake up at six in the morning? Why would you work till seven? Why do you write another book? I think something has to be pushing you, and we're trying to figure out that balance, and how can we combine that in a way that, you know, allows this person to thrive and be happy and, and be healthy um, and have meaning in their lives, um, but also, you know, also, uh, uh, you know, basically achieve your goals. I mean, if you were to ask me what is the definition of success, it's very simple. It's to achieve your goals, whatever those goals may be, you know, whether it's writing a novel or making a film or, or becoming a doctor. And I do think that properly titrated um, and kind of combined with friendship and, and, and generosity, which you write about, um, the triple package actually can help people achieve their goals. Well, I hope you're right about that. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. Thanks for having me. 
For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.